Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Greetings, welcome to this next episode of the Guitar Smarts Podcast. Now this week, Kieran and I are just having a general chit-chat about a number of things that are on our mind, uh, what we've been listening to, general guitar maintenance, um, my neglected Fender Strat, Kieran's expanding guitar collection and guitar and gear acquisition syndrome, and also my innate tightness when it comes to buying gear. Anyway... If you want to come and follow us on our social media, then you can find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Guitar Smarts or on Instagram as well, where you can find us at Guitar underscore Smarts. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favourite podcast app. We're available on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of those places. Anyway, let's get to it. How are you, dude? You well? I am good, mate. I am good. It's been a, it's been a good a good week, nonetheless. It's Friday, which is always a pleasure because it means we you and I have a chat, yeah. And it means uh, yeah, I can kind of get out and do some a bit more exercise, get some fresh air, and forget about the fact for a few minutes that I'm in I'm in lockdown and have been for the last year. No, no. It's, just kind of, it's madness. It we'll get through it though. We'll get it we'll exactly. Get it. And I, you know, I've had a good week too. It's been you know, I've, I've been listening to a lot of music this week, a lot of new music and um enjoying kind of you know a good thing about working from home is i feel like i can sit and just mm. put, you know kind of zone out a bit more than i would when i'm in the office you know yeah. i've been listening to a lot of music i haven't played guitar at all this week i don't know about you i don't know if you've picked up the guitar much but i've I, just in terms of maintenance actually yeah um, i've done a bit of maintenance on some of the guitars this week but um work's been a bit manic um, so uh, I'll have I'll have weeks where I'll just do do more maintenance stuff to, to to the guitars that I own. So just get them all tuned up, change strings on ones that need changing. Uh, maybe do a little bit of setup work on on some that you know where I think oh, I just need to adjust the truss rod on that one. It's been a while, that kind of stuff. So it's been it's been a bit of a week of maintenance with guitars, which I, I find relaxing as well yeah. as just sitting down and noodling. But yeah. um, 
I'm, I'm, and it kind of ebbs and flows between doing some guitar maintenance and some setup work and kind of spending time doing guitars in that way for a mm. week. And then the next week it'll be like, no, I really need to play this week and just learn a new piece or yeah. learn, learn a new exercise. So I think I've got that coming next week. I think I can feel it building where I, I need to really do some playing do some again playing. next week. I feel yeah. exactly the same. I feel yeah. like I haven't played <laughs> enough. And I think I've been too busy using the state of my guitars as an excuse for not playing. Yeah. Although actually the Les Paul's in good nick now. I've got, hey. I spent some time on that, getting that kind of, not set up. I don't, I don't, I've never really, and this is another subject for us to talk about at some point, which is what, what a guitarist should know about how they maintain, about how to maintain their own instrument. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. where I am on that. I don't know if I'm like most guitarists. So if I, I probably, I suspect I don't know enough, which is terrible, but the Strat still needs a lot of TLC mm. and I haven't picked that up. I mean, the only time I ever pick the Strat up now is to take the dust off of it that it's collecting, which is a shame because I love that guitar. But yeah, I feel the same. I definitely need to to grab the guitars next week and spend a bit more time doing some playing, doing some practicing, just jam along to some backing tracks or something, just just play. But I've got a list of things I need to I need to sort the pedal board out because I've kind of tore it apart recently, you know, whilst tidying up. So a noisy power supply, I think, which I need to sort out um, on the pedal board. Just need to clean things out. I need to sort my strings out get everything back in the case because I don't know when gigging's going to start again. I don't think it's going to be for yeah. a while, but I keep thinking, what, what if next week I got the call from somebody saying needed to debt for a gig that's, yeah. that's still going ahead? And I'm like, well, actually, I'm really not prepared anymore <laughs> like mm. I used to be mm. after this mm. year of lockdown. So, yeah, I really need to get on top of the maintenance game on my guitars yeah. for sure. Yeah. But playing as well, I need to do some more playing. And get get my fingers moving again. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. it's a good it's a good release, and it's a good outlet, especially during lockdown, to just kind of detach yourself from reality for 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 a while, and just kind of um, get get into playing and learning some new stuff. But yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, for for me as well, if 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 the guitar isn't, and I know I know a decent amount, and, and do a lot of setup work as well. If the guitar isn't behaving for me in the way that it needs to, then I'd prefer to spend some time getting the guitar straight before I then mm. um, start playing on it and. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I've got plenty of guitars to kind of play with. So there's always there's always some that are in various states of being either modded or uh, set up and some uh, that are just there ready to pick up and play. We need to get that strat of yours sorted. If I can get so it to you, you at some point when it's safe to get it to you, then, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's not a priority at the moment, but yeah, definitely at some point. Yeah. Just needs a little bit of a, you know, bit of the expert touch, like, you know, that that you have. But what's on your kind of um, agenda for doing things with your instruments? You mentioned then just, you know, modifications and stuff. Have you got, what, what have you got planned for your guitars? So there's a so there's a couple of there's a couple of things that's going on with with um, my guitar collection, as it were, at the moment. There is the uh, need to um, sell. At least one of them, I think. I've, 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 I've not sold some of my guitars for a long time, and I've just been amassing them. Mm. And I kind of, I kind of looked at them all the other day and went, "Now, which ones would I, would I save in the event of a fire?" After my children and wife, obviously, <laughs> right? <laughs> which, which ones, provided the house wasn't like a fully inflamed, engulfed ball of, uh, of kind of molten See, metal? See, I thought and being, wood. being a guitarist, what you'd do if your house was burning down, you'd say, yeah. kids and wife, get out of the house, but, but carry one of these whilst you're on your own. <laughs> well, quite, quite, quite. I mean, it kind of depends.
depends how how on fire the house is, doesn't yeah, it? Really, it's true. But yeah. uh, but but that's my kind of uh, game that I play with myself occasionally. Um, yeah, you know which which ones are coming out of the door with me with me first, and which ones, unfortunately, are gonna gonna be left to insurance claims, right? Mm. And um, uh, so you go through that process, and I kind of realised actually all of these guitars. Uh, bar one have got sentimental value and or are, are really great guitars that I that I do play. That's right? a good point. I was just going to ask then: like, is it sentiment over value? You know, what's oh, that? for sure yeah. for some of them? Yeah. yeah, for some of them, absolutely. Right, I've got a double necked uh, SG. Right, which uh, I have never had the uh, ego, courage, or either just sheer kind of balls to take to even a jam night. <laughs> who is gonna Who is gonna turn up with a double neck SG? Well, you know, you'll just be asked to play Stairway to Heaven. That's well, that's quite. All that's, all I, that's, that's all I do play. You'll stand it? up and somebody <laughs> will go Stairway then. So sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation. However, if you've made it this far, you should probably subscribe to the Guitar Smarts podcast. You can do that in your favourite podcast app. Go and do that now and then come back to the show. Let's get back to it. Cool. So, Kieran, you keep you teased me previously about this guitar you've ordered. Yes. All right. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I, I, but don't the, tell me. Tell me more, but don't well, tell me. Well, this is the thing. I don't, I don't know why I'm, 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 I'm making it a surprise for you because it's, it's, it's a present for me. <laughs> yeah, no, but, keep, it, keep it a surprise, though, because <laughs> I do want to guess. I, there's a big part of me that's like, I want to see if I can guess what it is you've ordered without so, you telling me. I think you probably would, would be able to guess if you, if, okay. you did, if you did some research on stuff that's come out recently or coming out. Um, and yeah. things. It's, it's a guitar. It isn't, it isn't anything particularly weird and wonderful, um, uh, but it's something that I've been after in a particular finish and spec for a while that I haven't been able to get hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd heard... Uh, some rumours that that um, it, it might be coming out, and so I promptly got on the phone to um, Guitar Village, my my kind of chosen guitar shop that I, that I uh, spend a lot of time and, and money at, and said to the guys there that I know well, look, can you find out what's happening if this finish is coming out on this guitar? Because I'd be really interested, and if and it, and if it is coming out, I'll definitely have one. So they said, yeah, look, we'll 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 dig into it, we'll speak to the rep, and we'll see what we can find out, but. Yeah, at the moment we can't we can't see anything available to order on this, or or indeed if it is being made. <laughs> like you were more in in the know than the guitar shop, weren't you? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you had yes. your ear to the tracks before they did. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I think the guy that I, I spoke to there, yeah. who, I, who I know uh, reasonably well over the years, he kind of heard some similar rumours as well. He was like, yeah, yeah. I, I've kind of seen and heard the same thing that you have, but, uh, you know, Nothing I've got as, mu- I've got as much ru- yeah. information as you, and that's this rumour that's that's floating around. And yeah. so he was like, look, we'll speak to the, we'll speak, we'll speak in, uh, again, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I find, I find out. So I, I didn't think much of it. Um, other than you know his his promise to, to give me a call, but I didn't expect certainly within a within a week or two for him to come back to me and go, right, I think we've we've found what's going on, and he actually <clears throat> the plot the plot thickens a little bit. He um he hadn't uh, uh, heard from the manufacturer directly, but what he was able to do was trying to decipher some of the guitars that they had coming into the store by their product and serial numbers and what 
it might be that they had a couple of on order was what I was after. Yeah. Uh, so he was like, I think we've got some coming based on the serial numbers and, and how they're being described. So, but it's not, it's not definite. So anyway, I said, look, see what you can find out if it's coming. I'll, 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 I'll have one. So I've paid my deposit. <clears throat> it's, it, it's, it's going to be coming, but that was four or five months ago. Mm. Right. And, um, by the time this podcast comes out and certainly by the time you see the guitar, this will be no great secret, right? Yeah. This was a great secret for me four or five months ago. Yeah. Um, when, you know, it, it, it wasn't supposed to exist. Um, but now, um, it, you know, you, you can, you can get hold of it if you want to. So, um, but because of uh, Brexit, because of COVID, etc., um, my guitar hasn't arrived yet. So now <laughs> well, I'm just waiting. Painful. Now I'm just waiting, and uh, and I'm talking it's myself out. And I'm talking myself out no, of it as well. Don't do it. Don't do that. Don't talk no. yourself out of it. That's what I do. That's what I do. And and I've said this before. I, I for me, you know, uh, wanting to get a guitar, going to a guitar shop, or anything like that is a painful experience. It genuinely is. And I say, I want to say, especially if I go with my wife, only because Lucy has this innate ability to just why don't you try that one? And then I immediately fall in love with whatever it is she just says. Like the, la the last time that happened was probably five, six years ago. We went into a guitar shop in, um, I think it was a guitar guitar in Epsom, I think it was. We were, you know, over there some, you know, for, for whatever reason, and we popped in. I was just having a stroll around, and she pointed out this Gretsch. I've never, never really got into Gretsch guitars at all. She pointed out this Gretsch. Um, I think it was the G fifty six twenty two T in Georgia green. I love the way I you think, said. I, I think, think it was. I think yeah. it was this, and then just recited the exact model yeah. number. Brilliant. Yeah, it was the. Yeah, it was exactly that. So it was from their electromatic range. It wasn't even like a top of the line Gretsch. You know, we're talking seven hundred quid. You know, again, not an expensive instrument at all, but absolutely beautiful. And I tried it out and was just like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And I almost bought it, almost got it. But we were, you know, again, I, I, I stood there thinking of, think of, my brain goes, think of all the other things you can do with that money that would immediately benefit, whether it's your family or the home or anything. I, keep, I taught myself out of every kind of, you know, thing that I kind of want. And then I spend years looking at it. And, and thinking, well, maybe I'll get it next year. We've got carpets to buy. We just ordered carpets for the house, so now I'm like, get a new guitar next year instead. But next year we might need, <laughs> you know, something else. I don't know, painting somewhere. But yeah, so I have this, I have this horrible experience now of every all my recent experiences of going to guitar stores or music stores are just, you know, it's it's me going in there, finding something, liking it, talking myself out of it, and leaving. Pissed off, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leaving angry with yourself. Exactly, yeah. you know. So I don't, I don't do it anymore. But you know, still, I will do it eventually. Obviously, at some point, I deserve it. I know I do. But um, yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Especially if you. I mean, you've committed to something before you've even seen it. So I. So that's the wow. standing thing for me. Is because well, I guess if you go and try them out and you don't like either of them, then you'll just 
you know. I won't, I won't, I won't go but, through with that. And the guys at the, uh, at the at the shop were very cool with that because I yeah. kind of spoke to them about that as well. I said, look, you and I know guitar's a guitar, and for whatever reason, if it doesn't give me that vibe or I just don't connect with it, it's a significant sum of money. I'm like, am I? You know, I, I presume that you know I'm not obliged to then you know pay the balance if, if it's just not working. And they were like, yeah, of course. I, like this is, this is a holding deposit, which means, you know, we'll give you a call as soon as it arrives in, you come and try it and it's, and it's reserved for you. Right. But if it's not your cup of tea or it's not quite what you had in mind, then no, no, no issue. Right. And that's any, any good guitar shop should, should be able to do that. So that's what I th- I've been reminding myself of. But I tell you what, it's this podcast and chatting to you. That's like some sort of cathartic experience, which has made me kind of reflect over the last four or five months since putting my deposit down going, what? you know, I could buy 50 Harley Bensons instead. <laughs> not, not so what you're it. saying is we're trying to do some kind of podcast, but inadvertently we're giving each other therapy, right? Is that... <laughs> That it? <laughs> well, it, maybe, maybe in some in some ways, right? Because you know, I, I I hear myself talking about our philosophy out loud, which is you know, use the gear that you've got to the best abilities and spend time on your practicing. And you know, but it, it's you know, it's the never-ending thing of a guitarist, isn't it, to lust after the dream guitar? And this is definitely in the in the top. This is in the top of dream guitars for me. And. Um, and also that whole guitar acquisition thing, but it's a lot of money, right? And it's kind of like, well, do I really need another another guitar? So I've kind of resided myself that I will do as I should do, which is go and try it, and not just go in there to go. Well, if it's if it's eighty percent of what I wanted and hoped it would be, then that's good enough, and I'll get it. Yeah. I've said to myself, it's got to be absolutely on the money, and I've got to love it. And if I don't then buy something else. Yes. Yes. And you should. And I hope I haven't implanted any kind of, you know, guilt into you because <laughs> of the way I am with things. I mean, I, you know, genuinely for me, it's mainly been because of circumstance over the, over the years, just, you know, um, when I have been able to afford something, you know, and also being, you know, having, you know, it just, I'm like that anyway. I'm innately tight, you know, in a, in a way. Yeah. I, I like a bargain. So a lot of the time for me, it's um, if I find something I really like, whether it's inexpensive or not, I tend to talk myself out of it and then maybe try and find a way to afford it differently. You know, you know, can I, can I get rid of, you know, can something, can I give something up to, to help afford something? And sometimes I, I, you know, I don't bother because I'm not really impulsive by it. So that's why I don't really have, a huge collection of things. I mean, I've had more guitars than I have now. It isn't that I've, you know, I mean, I've only, I only have two. I should say, you know, to anybody listening, wondering what guitars we have, I have, um, I have a Les Paul and a Strat, basically. I have an Epiphone Les Paul, which was a 21st birthday present. And I have a Fender Strat, which was a 30th birthday present. So yeah. I can't wait for my 40th birthday in a couple <laughs> of years' time. <laughs> so the guys at Guitar Village used to get quite excited. Uh, because I went through a habit 
of buying really expensive guitars from them every time my wife was pregnant and we were expecting a new child I used to buy a guitar to commemorate the birth of, of, of the next kid so oh, there was a period of time amazing. where every time I walked into the shop they would look at me and go is she pregnant? Is she pregnant? <laughs> go, Calm down guys not not today <laughs> today yeah. we, we are just browsing exactly. today we are just browsing when they're giving you like ideas of places to take her for dinner you know <laughs> romantic retreats have you thought about this? <laughs> How many kids are you planning? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's a new Gibson out. Why don't you go on a weekend away? <laughs> uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's. I I like having I, I like having different guitars to play with and things like that. But you know, invariably, uh, you don't you don't need loads. You don't you don't need loads of guitars. It's just you know. Um, no, you're right, and and also I guess you know you are you are very much into I want to say modifications, but you're very much into guitar maintenance and luthery. luthery. How do you say it? Yeah, luthery. Is that right? Did I yeah. say it right? I, don't, I feel like I've just chewed something. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird word. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know you've you've been very much into that over the years as well. So, um, do you think about that when you're looking at guitars that you like? As oh, well, do you sure. think about the maintenance or the things you can do to them? And we've spoken about that PRS style um, guitar that you've purchased before and how good a bed that is for modifications and maybe even for people to just learn about how to maintain a guitar as well. Mm. Do you think about that more now when you're looking at guitars? Um, I, I, I do when I... Um look at other when i look at customers guitars when i'm when i'm doing stuff up for them um because i can i can see what could make a a, a good guitar or, or or even a bad guitar much better with a few simple mods and 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 some, and some tweaks and things i have tried to buy a few inexpensive guitars like that harley benton like uh, the vintage afd paradise which is again another great guitar um I have bought them uh, for modding uh, purposes, um, but you know I, I haven't got around to modding them because innately they're just good at what they do. They just needed a decent setup, and actually the basic components of them are actually uh, mm. fine. I tell you what it has done though in terms of purchasing guitars is it's made me really critical about workmanship, quality control, and um, again things that. I can see where the workmanship has gone into a guitar and will justify its price versus yeah. going, that's just a price because of a brand or a name. And actually the inherent workmanship and quality and final setup isn't, isn't there on a guitar. Um, so it, it makes me more critical before I purchase a guitar. There's been a, there's been a few guitars. I went to Denmark street, um, uh, when I had a, a lunch break from work before lockdown and just had a, had a, had a, a mosey around some of the shops and ended up trying a couple of guitars. And there was one guitar that I just loved. It, it had a real vibe to it and it was just great. And I was just really enjoying playing it. And, um, but the overall workmanship on it and the way it had been constructed and some of the bits of it that were still a bit rough and ready and, you know, yeah, I could have fixed it up and could have improved some of those things and put a bit more money into it. But invariably, it wasn't then going to be, you know, a cost effective thing for what they were already charging for this guitar. So even though it played great and it sounded good, 
it's, it, it wasn't put together in a way that really justified the price. There were still some things that I'd have to go away and fix and tweak and make right and spend a bit more money on it. And then you just go, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's worth it then. So I think, I think what having a good knowledge of guitar setup and um, construction can do is make you very critical about where you spend your money and what, and what's worth spending money on and also help you um, like weed through some of the duff instruments. Right. So as advice for somebody that is going out and buying a guitar, who's relatively inexperienced and doesn't know quite what they're looking at or, or purchasing, always take someone with you that knows and has been playing for a little while that can, you know, tell you, yeah, this is a good guitar, or actually this one needs a bit, a bit of work and a bit of setup to it, or actually may have something uh, not quite right with it that that isn't uh, fixable. I've you know seen guitars with neck angles, you know, not set correctly, and and they're on sale, um, and you know the strings are fouling on the on the back of the, the tailpiece or, or the kind of bridge in a way that they shouldn't. I've seen guitars where some of the fret ends are just so bad that um or unlevel um straight out of the the box where you just go well that that just needs a full fret level and recrown straight away um you know so that's fixable but again it's another it's another chunk of change um so yeah it's that's i think see i think that's something if i was out there now as a whether i'm a beginner guitarist or just you know somebody more seasoned who was looking for a second instrument or third instrument or whatever if i'm looking in kind of that sub 500 or sub 300 pound range you know, I should factor in the cost of a of a of a good setup with a good luthier as well into that because I, I think for a lot of guitar brands that's that's the only difference between you know a five hundred pound guitar and a thousand pound guitar. Absolutely. The hardware might be slightly different. <clears throat> you might have some better hardware on the more expensive guitar, but a lot of that money that you're spending extra is in the cost to the business of having human hands on the guitar for a considerable amount of time doing some proper quality control. You know, whereas the cheaper guitars, you know, there's less human time that that guitar has in being checked over properly for all those little details, fret ends and, you know, things like that, the finishes, you know, it has the, the angle of the neck been set up correctly, you know, truss rod adjustments and action height and things like that. Those little things get very little time spent on on the cheaper guitars. And actually the only difference between a slightly more expensive guitar and that is just that time. So, you know, I guess there's sometimes there's money to be saved if you go for a cheaper guitar and then spend 100, 150 quid on, you know, with a luthier and say, do everything you can yeah. to make that as best as it, as good as it can be. Or yeah. if you prefer the more expensive guitar and you can afford it, go for that one as well. But it's funny, isn't it? That sub £1,000 guitar kind of area. There's a, there's a lot of bargains to be had. I think there's a lot of overpriced stuff to be had as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's I, just quality yeah. control. I think if you're spending over a thousand pounds on a guitar, which I've and I've done that a few times, you are you are paying for <clears throat> a brand, and you're paying for some components or finishes or kind of um, you know additional elements to the spec that are definitely you know, um, things that are nice to have rather than essential to have to make that an incrementally better guitar, right? That, that is, that's about the price point where I, and, and don't get me wrong, this I've spent, you know, a good amount of money purchasing plenty of guitars that are well above the thousand pound price range, but that's because of 
you know, what that guitar is, who's, who's made it, in, in which factory it's come from, what finish it is, what type of pickups it's got in it, you know, what inlay work it's got, all, all of the different things that are just then personal preference, taste, and things that you want to treat yourself with. Under a thousand pounds, I would say there's, there's, that's where you can have some real fun and get some, some really great guitars um, and do some modding to make them, you know, amazing. If you go really cheap, you know, you're going to have to spend a lot in setup work and potentially changing out some of the components to make it good. But I think what, what you've said um, that should resonate with people is, you know, do not overlook some inexpensive guitars um, before they've been properly set up. Because, you know, something that costs three, four hundred quid, you know, 250 quid you might play it and you go yeah it doesn't play that great it doesn't feel that great and therefore it doesn't sound that great and therefore it doesn't give me that vibe i promise you if i spent some time on that guitar or any any uh, you know setup tech spent some time on that guitar you don't even need a luthier you just need somebody that can set up a guitar properly you would you would you would think differently about that guitar it still may not be the guitar of you know that you wanted it to be but it will a decent setup will, will transform um a a cheap guitar into being something really good which you can then make a decision on as to what you do with the pickups or the machine yeah. heads or, or 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 the wiring or, or or what have you so yeah definitely definitely when you spend money on a guitar at any price point really make sure that there's some money left in the budget to have it properly set up and indeed most decent reputable guitar shops will um set it up to your specification and give it a proper thorough check over before they sell it to you in any yeah. case right and to continue having it set up i guess yep. regularly you know especially if you play a lot if you're a, if you're a pro which we are not you know if you're a pro guitarist you're probably having your guitar set up almost on a you know, a, a, a monthly basis, I imagine, if you're gigging day in, day out, or if you're sure. used to gig day in, day out. You know, guitars, they, you know, they're like cars. You know, they need regular maintenance. You know, they're being used, they're mechanical things. They yeah, need totally. time spent on them. Totally. Um, um, so trust, why expect trust. it to be like that straight out of the box, you know? Oh, oh it won't. Uh, guitars are made of wood and are susceptible to... Uh, you know, changes in temperature, humidity, and all kinds of things. And um, truss rods will need tweaking, you know, dependent on the environment the guitar's in. But yeah, I'll, um, I mean, th- heavily used gigging instruments, things that wear and tear, you know, uh, like frets and, and to some extent nut slots and some of the electronics and pots and stuff like that. That's just, that's just proper wear and tear. And, and that, that will have a regular kind of churn over with, with what gets chopped in and chopped out. But um, in terms of just general setup and tweaking, um, you know, truss rods will need tweaking relatively frequently, you know, mm. just, just keep it in check because mm-hmm. guitars have a, have, a, have a, I'm convinced a living entity in them that just, just responds to the, to the environment, right? And yeah, yeah, and, you know, you need to keep on top of that. It's funny, isn't it? They are organic things that totally. You know, we shouldn't just think a fixed all the time. But how do you do that? You know, how do you learn how to do that as well? You know, it's it's, it's it can't all just be experimentation. Maintaining it, maintaining a guitar. Yeah, but I mean, the, I mean, try start on a cheap guitar and and don't be afraid to experiment and you know have a good a good book uh, that that's telling you how to do things or you know youtube video that's that's showing you credibly how to do things um i mean that's that's part of how i learn 
plus having some good mentors and some courses that I went on and then you kind of accrue knowledge and confidence but there does come a point where you just go well I've got to give it a go so that so your strap yeah. for example you know I could quite possibly coach you through over a zoom call how to set that up the basics of it to get it playing better than it is now um and, I'm, and I'm confident yeah. I could do that as well yeah. I mean the main yeah. thing for me is not I don't I don't think I have the tools to do it, you know. Ah, I don't, okay. A lot of the things that I I would need, that you know, measuring tools for setting string height and things like that, you know, I, I don't necessarily have. I, maybe I should just order them. I mean, it's not expensive stuff, um, but you may. We should do that. We should do that definitely. And actually, that would be a good podcast. Listening yeah. to me fool around with a guitar, <laughs> <laughs> twanging, ping. Oops, broken that. What do I do? One of your prized possessions is a guitar you built yourself, yeah. spec and built yourself, right? So yeah. tell us about that. What was the process of that for you? So, so the process of that for me was um, just to go on a course and learn more, you know, in my quest to become at some point in my life an actual luthier, which I'm not. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tech. I'm a setup guy. Uh, and I can do some, some decent, very decent setups and I can do some good fret work and and, and some assembling of component parts, but I can't as yet take a, a, a block of wood and start carving a guitar out of it and then, and then give you a guitar. That's, that's, that's for down the road when I've got a full workshop and, and have the skills to do that. So this, so this was done. So I did this a good few years ago now where I was wanting to get to a point where I could take already manufactured component parts that, you know, from a box and put it all together in a really competent way uh, the, the final setup I've been I've been good at for a long time, but actually, you know, getting getting really good at all the wiring, getting really good at all the fret leveling and recrowning, making my own nuts out of bone and getting those done properly. And, and did you do that as part of that yeah. guitar you made? Oh, your yeah, own? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay, yeah, and I and I do frequently now as a result of what I learned off off that course. You know, when somebody comes mm. to me for for a new nut, I don't just just order one and then stick it in and then cut the slots to height. I, I make it out of bone for them. You know, it's. Wow. Um, that's impressive. Uh, what is what's what? the? I I've never experienced a, a, if there's any real. What's what's the difference? Do, do you really feel or hear a difference between a bone nut and and something cheaper that you might get like a a plastic nut? Or is it more to do with stability or? Uh, know, it's the, a bit. It's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I do. I mean, if I mean some of the kind of composite plastic nuts that you get. I mean, like Gibson are using a, a plastic a, a version of a plastic at the moment in in their uh, for their nuts and they're very good they're very they're kind of similar ish to the tonal qualities that you'll get from from bone um so they're not bad but on a cheap cheap guitar the plastic that you get is like a really cheap rubbishy plastic sometimes which you just think no that's got to come out so there are some artificial materials and synthetic materials tusk is one of them uh, with with a, with a Q, uh, true bone is another one, which is again a synthetic material that is supposed to replicate the properties of bone. Um, but you know, cow bone, cattle bone was used for years in in instruments for the, for the nuts um, because uh, because it, um, it it was felt to have a more resonant property to it that would improve the tone of an instrument over 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 plastic, and I think that is true. To some extent, there is like a <clears throat> almost like a self lubricating property of bone, or in that it has a very low uh, kind of friction um, kind of component to it, which means the strings slide 
uh, provided the nut slots are cut properly, they slide a little bit better through it and don't ping or, or, or stick there as they could do in a poorly cut plastic nut. Um, but you know, it's, 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 it is personal preference. You know, some people like metal and brass nuts. And one of my, one of my strats is an American deluxe with a metal roller nut and it sounds, and it sounds fantastic, you know? Mm. Um, so again, it's personal preference, but for me, I do like the sound of a bone nut and I like working with the material itself in the way that it carves and the way that it responds and the way that it, it cuts and and how it looks in the in the final guitar. I think it looks really smart and really nice. Um, so um, so yeah, that was one of the things that I learned on on this guitar course. But it was basic. I, I basically went to do that course um, with a guy called James uh, down in uh, kind of um, uh, East Sussex, West Sussex kind of area. Um, he, who's a, who's a, who's an amazing luthier, a genuine luthier, um, but who runs these courses, guitar tech courses. And, um, he taught me a, a phenomenal amount, um, about the, some of the bits that I wasn't as comfortable in doing, particularly around fret work at that time, which, which I now am, am really, really confident in doing. What I didn't expect was to end up with a guitar that would be so good and sound so nice that I would end up playing and gigging it as much as I did. I just thought if I get a guitar out of it and learn some skills, that's great. But I didn't expect the guitar that I produced to be one of my main instruments um, as a result. And and it certainly is. So um, I definitely recommend going on one of these courses to anyone that wants to A, improve their knowledge of, of guitar setup, but also as a really cost-effective way to to build an instrument that's going to have a huge amount of sentimental value and be worth and sound more than the individual component parts because the parts for this guitar probably came to around 500 quid but i'd easily put it up against an american standard uh strat you know costing nine nine hundred to a thousand pounds in terms of in terms of overall quality um it's a, it's a really it's a really decent guitar you know it's got really good that, expensive that's what i was going to ask as well is, is what does it stand up against you know and and that's a interesting you know that, i mean a us fender strat is you know it's a thousand pounds plus you've made a guitar for half of that but with the assistance and you know that through the process of working on it with a luthier who's taught you some really key skills to, as you said before, as we said about cheaper guitar and making it more of a, you know, an expensive feeling guitar. Sometimes it is just the setup and the current attention that goes into the, the quality of some final details. And I guess this is the next stage up from that, which is building your own guitar using parts, but putting that same current attention into the, the details and the quality of it. And then there you go for half the price of something that it is equivalent to. You've got, a, you know, a really, not just a really good instrument that's, that could you know, be gigged in any situation, but something that's unique to you as well. Something that's of great sentimental value to you. You've put a lot of time and effort and hours into making that guitar. Yeah, it's great. It's hugely rewarding to be able to do that. But it also, um, it also kind of demystifies some of the good, guitar building process for you to give you again another level of confidence at experimenting and modding and playing playing around with, with bits and pieces i mean <clears throat> i'm still blown away by set neck construction in guitars and you know glued in neck guitars um and, and guitars with you know proper binding and the process of, of you know doing edge binding on guitars and stuff like that because i think that is that's a genuine you know kind of art form but you know 
bolting together a guitar now from component parts, be it something like an S-style guitar or a T-style guitar, to me, that's kind of like, why would I buy a Strat again off the shelf, even though I've got some, you know, Fender Strats that I bought prior to building this one? If I wanted another Strat, I just build it myself now and, you know, um, customize it to my exact needs and save a, save a boatload of cash in the process. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really brilliant design, the Fender Strat, where you can, you know, put it together from, from different bits yeah. and get a really good guitar. But it was clearly designed for mass production, you know, in that, in, in that way, because like you say, it is kind of template parts bolted together and, and again, like like you say, is a strat is just such a superb machine for for you know making music on. But it's not in the same realm as like a three three five or or a Les Paul, which is much more kind of traditional, you know, in its DNA, you know, much more luthier built kind of like you say those different techniques that are very specific to instrument making, you know, set necks and through necks and and uh, you know carved tops and things like that, you know book matching wood for the you know for the, those those you know the, the flame or curly maple tops and things like that. there's so much in those instruments and a strat is very much a tool as beautiful as they are great place to start with building a guitar though and that's actually even a telecaster you know is even you know you could anybody could build a telecaster you know a one pickup telecaster would be you know a day's work and i'm sure it would sound amazing i'd love a one pickup telly like an esquire type thing yeah 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 absolutely absolutely so why so so uh, have you not been interested before in learning more about guitar maintenance and setup or is it something that's been like a a barrier in your mind to um you know in terms of confidence at, at doing it or is it just because you know you've invested that time quite wisely i would say into into playing and getting you know more proficient on the instrument itself and and leaving the setup to to to, to somebody else to to do it's a good question i um it's a mixture of things for me definitely one of them is just negligence i guess i forget that they need that kind of maintenance we spoke about you know for me it's if i can pick it down from the wall and play it and it feels fine i forget that it still needs maintenance at some point i forget that it needs some care and attention and then when it feels wrong then you go oh i haven't had this set up for three years <laughs> you know i haven't changed the strings in a couple of months or something if i've been playing regularly so a lot of it is just out of that neglect back of the mind thing um confidence wise i do feel confident for the most part i could do the the basics i think you know i could do trussel adjustments um, string height adjustments and intonation I've done before, no problems. That's easy on a strat. Any, anything with individual saddles that are adjustable, it's easy enough to do the intonation, right? Um, things like that I have the confidence to do. Um, it's things like, you know, both the guitars I have now are, you know, well, the Les Paul is nearly 20 years old and the strat is, you know, about 10 years old. So... They're both at a stage where actually they could do with a fret level and polish, you know, a recrowning and stuff like that. And, you know, I feel confident I could give it a go, but I don't know if they're the right guitars to give it a go on, given the fact that they're the only guitars I own. And, 
um, you know, they're both of sentimental value. And what's the worst that could happen? You know, they need a refret, fine. But that's a fairly expensive procedure to have to go through when neither of them are really in a state that they actually need a refret. They just need, they need a fret polish, right? A fret levelling, should I say, actually. You know, they need, you know, just the, the process of levelling the frets and then recrowning and, and tidying up, polishing. Um, which, again, with the right tools, you know, with a levelling bar and whatnot, I'm sure I could give it a go, but... I'd rather get somebody who's good at that or at least, you know, is trained to do that to do it than me. But if I'd I had agree the right that. guitar, I'd give it a go. I know I'd agree with that. I think um, so I have learned how to do it and I've learned from a few different people and I've kind of practiced and got to a level where I'm confident doing a fret level and, and recrown on on any you know price point of instrument or any style of instrument. But that's taken a number of years and um, buying some not necessarily expensive, but certainly specialized tools to do that. And I don't, I, I certainly wouldn't encourage anyone to just have a go at doing that. Um, unless it's a really cheap guitar and you, you genuinely got a, a, a passion to learn more and make mistakes and, and get better at doing it. I don't think that's one of the jobs you should just necessarily have a go at, particularly on your guitars, which, which are, you know, your, your, your prized instruments. So, um, and uh, you know, the, if, if you're on a journey to wanting to become better at guitar setup and maintenance, or indeed, you know, have got the, the desire to become a luthier at some point, then, you know, on that journey, you will definitely need to learn how to do that. And then that's fine. And, you know, that's the journey that I'm kind of on. But for, for your kind of gigging guitarist, I don't think that fret leveling and recrowning comes in under the list of basic setup things that you should know how to do. No, and I agree. I agree. That should be something you leave up to the expert. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what I have done to my Les Paul, and I have told you this previously, and this was very much a impulse thing, but I sanded the neck down on, on my Les Paul. Uh, and this is after owning it for, you know, 15, 16 years. I decided, do you know what? I think I'm going to just, just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, I don't want that kind of, you know, um, glossy finish on the neck anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to sand it down. I'm going to oil it and just see what it's like. And I love it. It's amazing. Oh, feels so good to play. I mean, it just yeah. it just feels more comfortable. I, I want to yeah. say smoother. Clearly, it's not smoother than something that's got a gloss finish, you know. But a gloss finish, you know, the thing that comes to mind. A lot of people say sticky. You know, a gloss finish kind of neck can feel sticky. I don't. I wouldn't. Don't. I wouldn't say it felt sticky to me. Maybe just because I was used to it, but. It definitely feels just more comfortable to play without that finish on it. And I just did, I just one evening did it entirely by hand, you know, and just went from like a, you know, a fairly heavy grit sandpaper right down to, you know, I think it was like 400 or 600, which you can get a lot smoother than that, obviously, sandpaper. But that got me a really, really smooth finish. And then I oiled it. Um, and it just feels fantastic. It just feels great. I would, you know, it's something I would recommend doing, actually, is if you go to a guitar, guitar shop and you try something uh, and it's got like a satin finish or a natural finish or an oiled neck and you think it feels really comfortable, it's not actually that difficult to do. It just takes a bit of elbow grease. You know, I found just to very carefully over a bit of time, just keep sanding it down until you get, get through the finish, you know, and try and do that as evenly as you can over the, over the back of the neck. And then obviously use changing grades in sandpaper to get the finish as smooth as possible and then protect the wood with, you know, some, um, with some oil. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's transformed the instrument for me. It really has. It's quite a common. It's quite a common mod that people do. I mean, it invariably happens naturally over time on yeah. guitars that are finished with a nitrocellulose kind of finish, or indeed just a kind of um, you know oiled uh, lighter kind of uh, style lacquer. Um, that they those kind of finishes kind of continue to to thin out and off gas as they call it over and, and, and get progressively thinner and just sort of playing they kind of wear through to the wood so you'll see a lot of old les pauls and some of the old fenders that were nitro <clears throat> where that that has happened um through through play play wear and that's that road worn played in feeling that feels really nice when you when you play a guitar like that and people go oh it feels really well played in and well, what it is is it's it's that kind of more that feeling against your skin and the actual wood of the instrument rather than you know a layer of uh lacquer right but on the guitar that you did it to which again is it's completely you know cool to do it to that's a that's a polyurethane hard uh lacquer that doesn't age or doesn't change over time really um unless you know you're talking about you know a long long period of time but generally speaking um even yeah mine hasn't aged anywhere. at all no no it won't it it's won't, got it won't. it's got the it's got a few battle scars you know from yeah. where i've kind of scratched it or dropped it whatever but other than that yeah you're right it's still the same color still the same finish yeah it will yeah so so you've you've had to go some good guns on that to get through the clear coat and then through the the kind of different uh you know levels of color uh uh, poly that are that are underneath that, but it's, it's doable for, for sure, as as you've proven, and um, it looks cool. It gives the guitar a cool vibe, and it gives you that connection to, to to the actual wood of the neck in a in a way that makes it really really fun to play. Um, and and speaking as somebody who's an engineer as a day job, and not kind of not necessarily someone who's experienced in doing that, but I would say to anyone, it took some time and effort to do it by hand, but I wouldn't. In my mind, I wouldn't recommend anybody did it any other way. Because if you tried to do it with a machine, some kind of sander, you might... I think you need to enable yourself with some sensitivity to the shape of what it is you're sanding. You don't want to change the shape of the neck whilst you're doing it accidentally because you've used some kind of tool like a you know a, a electric sander that you know takes away the feel of what you're doing but gets through the finish really quicker. You don't want to end up with a... You know, a... A P-shaped neck, <laughs> <laughs> not even like a V or a C. You know, just go. Yeah. Oops, it's now a B-shaped. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do something silly like that? Definitely do it by hand and take some time to do it. So the whole time you can still feel the shape of the neck and you're not changing it adversely. But I guess all you're doing is going through the finish. Once you hit wood, then you should be leave it alone. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Another interesting conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back for more next week. And to make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app so you never miss a show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts. Like us on Instagram at guitar underscore smarts. Anyway, have a cracking week. Speak to you soon.